Blog Talk Radio. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to a special edition of Saturday Morning with Joy Keys. So glad that you're here. I want to let you know you can follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys. Also check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. And on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. As well as now you can hear us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, as well as here at Blog Talk Radio. So if you're somewhere else and you're listening to your music and dancing, say, I want to sit down, you can listen to us. Please rate, follow all those things, we really appreciate it. You can also email me on the Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. Tonight, wow, wow, wow. I don't know what she can't do. She's like a costume designer, she's a producer, writer, she's a mom, she's a wife. I mean, all these things. She uh, did Netflix's first original live action musical, Jingle Jangle A Christmas Journey. It was a 20-year passion project she has been developing alongside her husband, David E. Talbert, and other films that she's produced uh, under Fox Searchlight Baggage Claim, Universal's Almost Christmas, and both of those opened as the number one comedy in America, and Netflix's El Camino Christmas. You can follow Lynn on Facebook at Lynn Season Talbert. Instagram at Lynn Season Talbert and on Twitter at Lynn Talbert. So now, not only does she have the movie, but she has two books that we're going to talk about tonight coming out. Actually, one came out yesterday. Did they both come out yesterday, um, Lynn? Yes, they did. So they both came out yesterday. The Square yep. Root of Possible, a Jingle mm-hmm. Jangle story, and the Jingle Jangle. The Invention of Jeronica's Jangle. <laughs> Say that five times. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, thank you, Lynn. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you for having me, Joy. Glad to be here. Um, wow. One of the questions is, how do you juggle all this being a mom? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> you just do what you have to do. <laughs> you know, um, I admit this this particular production was a tough one. I actually like gained 35 pounds on that set. You know, it, it was it was very tough and stressful. And plus, packing up my family and moving to London and um, school and all of that stuff. So you just do the best you can and try to push through, and then you make up for it when you get some downtime. That was all I could do. Nobody could say anything to me. They could not take those biscuits out of my hand when I was running around, um, those British <laughs> biscuit cookies. I was like, don't say anything to me. <laughs> Just let right, me do what right. I have to do. 
Now, do you ever feel guilty? I mean, if, if not being able to spend time with your family, do, do people try to play a guilt trip on you about that? Or um, everybody's just been cool? Everybody is really great. I mean, thankfully, I have a village that, you know, around me, my mom is so helpful and amazing. And, um, but, I feel that myself, you know, with my son. So I always try to make sure that he comes on set sometimes with us. This one was a little bit tricky because it, it was it was really for him, you know. So I didn't want to ruin it for him and have him be like a kid critic. You know, that's not real, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, I wanted mm-hmm. him to be able to watch the film and enjoy it without knowing everything that happens behind the scenes. So I kind of had to fib a little bit about some of it uh, <laughs> so that he could have that experience that I would that I would have wanted to have seeing this movie as a kid, you know? So now this took 20 years in the making. Um, it was supposed to be a Broadway show, then became this movie – how did it become the books? Was that part of the package with the movie, or did, how, what did that, where did that idea come from for the books? Well, I wanted to do books because, for me, it's about making that classic piece. It's about year after year you watch this with your family, and it's, it's, it's in your arsenal for the holidays. And to me, with pieces like that, you have to – do the ancillary things to keep it relevant and in people's minds, you know, just like we see, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer books and ornaments and Mm -hmm. animation Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And I I want the same thing for Jingle Jangle and these characters. So that was my my first start. I read, well, I love to watch the musicals as well. I loved Mary Poppins. Annie, um, as a as a kid, I was very into the books like Anne of Green Gables. Um, mm, yes, I remember that. Remember those? The <laughs> where the sidewalk yes. mm-hmm. ends. Um, of course, all the Dr. Seuss books. Uh, my father always took us to bookstores for readings, and we would go see artists like Nikki Giovanni. You know do spoken word and I got to meet Alex Haley and get my roots book signed. And so, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, it's, I didn't realize it at the time. Cause I was like, Oh God, are we going to be here any longer? You know, cause you're so young, but then when they start telling the stories, you really become, I became captivated by it. And I still, to this day, um, I listen to audio books. That's kind of my escape. Because now reading a book is is work, you know, because I just end up editing it. So for me, mm-hmm. it's do it, listening to the audio books, and that's my, like, relaxed downtime to kind of entertain myself and visualize something else. So with that middle grade book, um, Jingle Jangle, The Invention of Geronica's Jangle, we had a full circle moment. I was able to get Felicia Rashad to read the audio book yes, for that I one. Yes, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's really, like like you said, it's really making that connection so with the movie and people can read it. Now, in the movie, there's a lot of music and dancing. Do you, yes. How do you feel that can be translated in the, like, say, the middle age? The, the, the younger book is beautiful illustrations. I mean, it's so Thank much you. going on, just like the movie, you know, in terms of the costumes and the sets, and, and, and you could just look at them for several, you know, a while, getting all the detail. How do you think in terms of the music and the sound? Because that was so powerful, 
in the movie? How how is it? How is that energy coming off in the books? You know. I feel, um, as far as the story being told with the middle grade book, you know, it delves into more of the story itself. You know, the relationship with Geronicus, and um, but as far as I wanted it the picture book to just have that vibrancy, just like how you were explaining, where it's, it's an extension of the film, but in a, in a very young childlike way. Um, you know, we, for me, and even within the film, I'm a huge fan and always captivated by, like, miniatures and, and things that have detail. And I think that as adults, we enjoy to see – enjoy seeing things like that because we're looking at how did it get done and how is it made but then as kids mm-hmm. you're like whoa you know how is this so we wanted to bring in things that intrigued adults but also captivated children so that was the whole yeah, point was, kind of keeping that in mind yes that's that's you know michael wilkinson who was your costume designer um mm-hmm. he I, re- I was listening to him and he was talking about the detail that was put on you know, the main uh, young girl's character journey, um, the, the colors. Um, he was working with the choreographer to make mm-hmm. sure the costumes matched up with the dances. So there was just so much thought, so much research done, I feel, yes. with the movie and now being translated to the book. Um, I think the books will be a great success. You have a lot of issues that you're talking about, and then one of them is girls in math. You know, yeah. girls and math, you know, that's like this whole thing. Girls can't do math. They're not going to be good at it. You know, um, you know, it's just just all these, you know, things, but that's actually not true. Um, no. You know, nowadays it's, it's, a, it's a fallacy. And in the past there was a study done, um, 10,000 um, mathematics students scoring in mathematics in 1983. 13, uh-huh. there were 13 boys for every girl. But since then, it has moved up to almost 2.8, um, so four boys for every girl There's in terms of the scoring gap has, has shrunk. And I'm sure it's more. That was from 2007. What yes. was it like for you in school with math? Were you good at math? I, did you like math? Did, did, the, did the people I, encourage you with math? Well, I have uh, sciences in my family. My father was an optometrist. He's actually the first black optometrist licensed in the state of Nevada. And my mom actually had actually studied to be a nurse. So my, I grew up around it. My nephew's an engineer. He actually helped consult on a lot of the formulas that you see in the film. So I was mm-hmm. always around it, and I could – I'm more of a geek as far as technology. Um, I'm, okay. I'm more of a hands-on person where I, like, I'm the one that puts everything together. I'm tech support for everybody. That's mm. me. You know, they're like, Lynn, how do you do yeah. this? Lynn, you come in here. We need you to put this together. Lynn, you know, it, my son's like, Mommy, can you fix this? You know, it's like <laughs> I have my little kid. I'm the go-to girl for all of that. So that's my gift in that way. Yeah. Um, and I always had an appreciation for the sciences, but that's why I wanted to add more of a fun and magical element to it. I think STEM education is extremely important, and especially for girls, because the issue is a lot of times they're just behind the scenes. You know, they're not known as much. So I'm sure 
many of those statistics, there are people that, you know, women that are not given credit and women that are not known, just like how in the film Hidden Figures, that was defunct, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah. it, it, it's things like that that I feel a lot of women has, have always done. They've been doing things behind the scenes, behind closed doors, and um, not really gotten their just due because they didn't feel comfortable being in the foreground because it's like you were shamed for it. And yeah. that and you don't have support. You don't have the support. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's well, out the door, and that's what Journey represents. You know, she can do all things. She can be amazing at math and do formulas and she can be the leader of the pack and she could also be a a wife and a mom and do all the things that she wants to do on her terms. Yeah, because the mother was also very talented um, Mm -hmm. and you went into that a little bit in the movie. But I think what's also cool is in the children's book, the smaller book, you also try to get that effect um, for people who've seen the movie. They know the effect of the glowing kind of, uh, formulas yes. in the air and things, and I thought that was great that that you were able to uh, put that in the books. Um, but in terms of the positive role models, it was great that there was a male father-like figure uh, for her. And according to statistics, girls that have positive male role models become better mm-hmm. communicators. They're better in school. They have a can-do spirit, and you know it also helps with working with other people. So it's so important for girls to have that male, positive male role model. I totally agree with that, and I can attest to that. I have a very close relationship with my father. Um, He passed away a few years ago, and, you know, it's still extremely tough for me. Um, But I was even able to honor him in this movie. Um, The store right next to Jangles and Things is called Sis and Arms, um, named after my dad, and there's a big sign with his, picture on it um, where they um, put him in period clothing as if he owned this because he did oh. own his own business. Yeah, so that was just, that was something very special to me, and it's actually hanging in my house. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> wow, um, and that's so great. See, thank you. You know, that's Those the details. Are the details. And, and even all, all of the stores are named after many firsts or people that paved the way in the film. Those are kind of the Easter eggs. Um, you see Tharp's music, which is named after Rosetta Tharp's, who looks at like the godmother of rock and roll. You see mm-hmm. um, Edison's last name is Latimer, who, um, you know, worked under Thomas Edison, and he's the one who really invented the filament and the light. Um, yes. Annie Mae Woods is my husband's great-grandmother, who was one of the founding uh, pastors of the Pentecostal Church. So you'll see lots of that if you look at the names, just trying to honor those that paved the way before us. John Lewis, it says Lewis Law on one of the buildings in um, the storybook world. So it, it's many, many uh, little um, Easter eggs like that that you'll find uh, in the film. Now, you know, it's a multicultural film. There are um, people from a variety of backgrounds in there. But what I really appreciated as an African-American was that there wasn't just the one African-American person, you know, in, right. even in the crowd scenes, you know. It, it was like they were at the forefront. Do you think uh, people, other people, white people, are going to appreciate this? Do you think a white person is going to buy this book or these books for their children coming up? Um, do, is that something, or you know, is it only for people of color? 
Oh, no, it's for everyone. I mean, at the end of the day, when you break it down, we all want the same things. We want our children to be happy. We want to be able to have the same opportunities. Um, we want to have a good life um, if, if we were to break it down, even those of us that have differences. Um, and so I would think that even, and there's many mothers, white mothers especially, that are trying to teach their children about diversity so that we don't have, they don't have the same issues we're dealing with right now. You know, so they're buying um, books with, with children of color in them showing their children how the world really is. You know, because that is what it mm-hmm. is. It's not just what you see on television sometimes and in, in particular films. It, it is a melting pot, and it's becoming more of that. And so the media has to reflect what the world really is because it's changing, you know. It's, it's very right. few where it's, it's just all one color. That's just not happening anymore. And, I mean, and that's around the world. I mean, when I was in London, it was Every, every type, every type of person, and that was one thing I really enjoyed for my son to see, you know, um, you know, Muslim women walking around with their headscarves and Indian women in their authentic garb. And just all of that, it's just so beautiful, and I think it's important for us to honor other cultures and, and other 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 people of color and what they bring, Asian, all of that. And so that, that's really what it's about. So I think it's important for children of all races to get this and just, and just enjoy the beauty that, some, that someone else brings. Also, you're dealing with a lot of topics, you know, forgiveness, hope, you know, bringing relationships back together. That's something in families that happens. You know, people have differences maybe when they were younger um, or a certain period, and then, oh, yeah, well, we haven't talked to Uncle John in 10 years. Well, what, 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 Andre? Oh, well, you know, he forgot to put something in the mail. Or, I mean, and, and the, like, it could be something stupid. Now, of course, it can be serious, but has that ever happened to you? And what steps did you take to maybe bring a relationship back together um, and, and, and forge, you know, forgiveness and things like that? In a fam, in family, or just in general? Family, no, in family. Yeah, or people also do it in general because I think it's useful either way, you know. Yeah, I, I am one of those people that I, I always want to bring people together. You know, I'm the one who's always planning like the Christmas, uh, family gatherings and um, the holidays together because I, I love hanging with my family. I, I love my family. Um, and I try to show that to my son. I'm trying to think where I feel like my family is um, unusual because mm-hmm. we all get along so well. Like there isn't yeah. the the crazy – well, there is. I have the crazy aunts and the crazy uncles, but it's fun. We love it. <laughs> you know, it's, but it's not like that one, right. like, oh, is he coming? You know, so-and-so doesn't mm-hmm. want to come because they don't like – you know uh, – so we're kind of the odd man out because people are always saying, like, y'all, all of y'all really get along and, and you really want to see. My, my <laughs> husband may tell you a different story. He has a different experience. So I could probably answer that question much better. But he laughs. He's like, I just can't believe that, that y'all get along so well. So, you know, it is a testament to my parents and grandparents on how we were raised. And, and it's about sticking together. It's about 
standing for something and, or falling for anything, and um, it's about trying to bring people together, not separate. Yeah, I mean, I can say, you know, in my family there are certain people that I don't necessarily get along, or I'll get along for, for like, the sake of, you know what I mean? Right, for um, someone else. I, I mean, I have to be, you know, I have to be honest, you know, um, and there's some family members that, you know, unfortunately we don't talk at all. It's this type of uh, Facebook social media relationship. But oh, I don't really, yeah. you know, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do have that. But then I have people, you know, that I do get along with um, and or have had differences. And then you learn to forgive. And because, you know, life is short. And look at this COVID situation. How is oh your family dealing with COVID? Because it's like just wiping people out left and right. Oh, my God. Thank God I, my family is healthy and safe. Um I've been very fortunate, but there have been people close to me, um, just friends that I know have gotten COVID. Um, fortunately, they've survived, but I know a few friends' parents have not. Um, they've, they've passed from this horrible pandemic, and um, that, that's been tough, you know, because you can't go support them. Um, you know, they can't have a real burial or anything like that. Yep. Uh, my my mm-hmm. uncle passed uh, right when this thing was going. He did not pass from COVID, but we I was on my way to Chicago to go, uh, you know, for for the, the funeral, and we had to cancel, and she had to cancel the, the whole thing because of this. And because my aunt was older and everything, you know, none, none of them could come and be around because of this. Yeah. So that's the tough part is that, you know, my aunt lost her husband of, oh, gosh, 60-plus years or more, um, and mm. she's home alone. So I'm calling her constantly, and she sounds amazing, thank God. And um, it, it's that type of thing. You thank God for Zoom and, and technology, because I think it would just take people out if we didn't have some way of connecting with each other. Yeah, I mean, my mom went to a funeral online. I mean, they had a, a like a Zoom Me funeral too. because yes. they they couldn't have you know people. I mean, I think some of the family went to this particular funeral, like just a few, but everybody else could look. It was a Zoom event. Um, for yes. a couple hours, you know, people could just, you know, watch what was going on. And like you said, if we didn't have technology, I mean, one, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation. No, but two, no. in this pandemic, you know, it really saved people's lives mentally, you know, in terms of the mental health of people. Um, one of the things also, just before we get ready to go out uh, and leave, but you have a lot of representation in the film, like we talked about different ethnicities, but also I understood you had um, representation behind the camera uh, in the movie. Is, is that true? Absolutely. Um, our, our lighting, uh, our director of photography, Remyatta Ferrison, um, he's from Brit, Britain, and he's a black man from Britain. Um, our department head, Sharon Martin, probably the only uh, black department head there in London. Um, our, I mean, just across the board. Now, I'll tell you, it was tough to find um, there because they have mm. a different system as far as making films. You know, it's not the same okay. as non-union. Um, but that's another thing that I, I really wanted to address 
with this film, and and that's why I chose, you know, all these natural hairstyles and and different things like that, you know, layering with African fabrics, putting in Afrobeat songs um, that you hear in the snowball scene, and Philip Lawrence, our our songwriter, um, our lead songwriter, and John Legend, who wrote the song Make It Work, Um, because I want to change all of that. I want... Um, department heads and, and in the hair styling chair for them to be educated about how to do black hair and that you have to have, you know, people that know how to do hair, you know, ha- textured hair. And yeah, well, I mean, a lot of because a lot of my that. friends, yeah, a lot of my friends, you know, they go on these sets and no one knows how to do their hair. No one knows how to cut their hair. Their hair is coming out by the end of the shoot, you know, or the wigs mm. aren't on properly. And, and, you know, same thing in London, truthfully, you, they do not have as much access to hair care, black hair care, like we do here. I couldn't find certain products. You know, um, you see people wearing their braids for too long, you know, where it's yeah. going to pull the hair out, you know, the, the whole edges situation. So that's one of the things that I also want to bring attention to is educating on set about hair care. Uh, because that yeah my daughter I understand that look my daughter went to school for a semester in France and she found some place and they wanted to charge her like three hundred dollars to do braids or something crazy Um, and she was like you know freaking out and I remember talking to her about that actually before she went we were online thank god again for technology looking you know for places possibly that she could call when she got there because it was like, what are you going to do with your hair for the next six months, you know? Right, um, right. And these are the stresses that, you know, yes. African-Americans and, and people of color who have, you know, thicker, uh, kinkier hair have, have to deal with. And then also makeup, you know, the makeup uh, artists on these sets, many of them are not um, knowledgeable Familiar. about tones. Yeah. And they don't carry them around with them because, you know, majority of the people they're dealing with are Caucasian. So, you know, exactly. they have what they and have, lighting. you know. You know, it's imp- yes. we're, we have to be lit a certain way. And, you know, yep. that's another thing. It's like you'll notice in, in certain films when we're not lit right, we look a totally different shade than what we are. Or there's a green cast yeah. on us or different things like that. And so these are the things that have to change. Or, or you just look too dark. Like they don't even have enough light to shine you know, shine in our faces mm-hmm. in right. certain yeah. skin tones faces. And so these things have to be addressed. You know, it, it has to fit across the board if, if a project is to look great. So that these are the things that we showed in this film. And, and some people, you know, you're noticing it. Other people are noticing it. And some people are just, like, not sure, what am I noticing? Why do I like this so much? And it's all of these things that we paid attention to, you know, because it was now, not in only the books. How about in the books? Did you have, I mean, who helped transcribe in terms of the story? Was that your husband? Did you have another writer from Penguin for, Random House? For the uh, illustrator? The illustrator? Uh, no, for the actual writing, like, you know, who decided, oh, these are the words we're going to oh, keep. This is me what and we're going to. David okay. and I. Yeah. And so it was just taking pieces of it and expanding. And luckily, because we had the script and we had a few drafts of it, it was it was easy to pull it all together because we'd spent so much time with it, uh, you know, 20 years of imagining this world and 
you know, still plan on doing it as a Broadway production. And the illustrator, her name is Tara Nicole Whitaker, um, and she's a black female illustrator that has done many things for Disney and um, all kinds of stuff. She's she's amazing as well. That's great. I was looking real quick um, that people get a free download of the song, The Square Root of Possible. Is that true if they purchase one of yes. the books? Yes. And uh, where should they go any for of the that? Books. Uh-huh. Any of the oh. books you purchase, you upload your receipt to jinglejanglesong.com and you get the download of Square Root of Possible from the soundtrack right then and there. And on the audiobook, it's already on there. So if you purchase the audiobook, it will all automatically download. Now, do you plan on getting um the Square Root of Possible as an audiobook? I'm not sure because it is a picture book. We thought about it, but I am doing mm-hmm. a lot of Zoom readings and um, readings for schools and uh, bookstores and different things like that. Um, I we They don't customarily do for picture books, but I might do that in the future. Okay. How about this? Yeah. What's your favorite book if you were on an island? Uh, maybe the top three that you need to have. Ooh. That's a good one. Well, right now I'm listening to the autobiography of Malcolm X because they just re-released it, and Lawrence Fishburne is reading, is uh, doing the narration. Oh, it is amazing. So okay. I'm really enjoying that right now. Ooh, my top three. That's a tough one because <laughs> if you look in my if you look in my Audible right now, it, it it's. It's filled to the brim. It depends what kind of mood I'm in, but I feel like if I'm on an island or something, it needs to be um, some salacial romance or comedy, okay. <laughs> you know, that I can just imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, that's a that's well. A don't worry about it. You, you got one that good. That's a good one, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, um, you know, the telling that one. The audio. Yeah, that's yeah. A, so that's yeah, and then maybe like Iceberg Swim, something like that. Since he's reading that one, um, and probably <laughs> some comedy. You know, I probably I probably have Eddie Murphy. You know, his his all of his stuff. You know, raw and delirious and all the old school. Because I'm definitely gonna have to laugh myself to figure out how I'm gonna build this boat to get off this island. <laughs> get off the island, right? <laughs> right. Well, Lynn, thank you, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. I wish you so much success with the books. Like I told Thank you before, I'm definitely going to watch the movie again. And now you were telling me these all these great people are in there and pictures and the stores. I'm going to be have to go back. It's like, where's Waldo? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's, that's a lot of back. little Easter eggs. <laughs> definitely. You'll see even on the trunk, it says Wakanda on the trunk that Jeronica is closing. Get out. You know yes. what? Yes. And, 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 and we didn't even tonight. know. You know, we didn't even know that that was going to happen. With with Chadwick Boseman, so it's you know it's such a great nod to him as well, you know. Yeah, Chadwick. Oh wow. Look, we we don't, 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 let's not talk about that. That's gonna make me sad. Yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Let's think about Jingle Jangle and girls being bright in math, having lots of male positive male role models, um, yes. inventions by a black man. Period. I mean that that right there is, is a huge yes. thing. You have an inventor you know, uh, making things that people are enjoying and loving and he's making money off it. So it also gives hope to, you know, boys that, you know, you can do this type of work. You can make things and people will support that and buy that. You know, that's a, that's a job that you can have, you know. 
Absolutely. So I think that's great as as well. Yeah. That's something Thank for your you. son, you know? Something that's for right. your son. Like, a lot of you black girl magic and black boy joy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have a quote in the book. In the beginning, you know, um, like this is yeah. for your son. You say mommy and daddy, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank yes. you. Thank You'll you. see him even oh. illustrated in there. Um, I'm I'm in the book with him uh, holding his hand in the illustration see? as well. Look at that. Another Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. I love it. I love it. Well, thank again, you. you have a great evening and thank much so success much. with these books. I hope to have you back on. I hear you're doing some other projects, um, something about your husband's um, childhood. Uh, are you working with LeBron James and Gabrielle Union? Oh, we did. We did do. Um, we did do that. It was called uh, White Days, based on his childhood of gr- growing up in Silver Spring, and then Maryland, and then moving uh, to the hood. <laughs> so it, it was that whole like you know reverse. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air type of thing. Right. Um, so right. We'll, you know, we'll see. Hope you hopefully sky's the limit, and we'll be able to hit on many of the projects that um, we want to do. So just really excited for the opportunity. Oh, real quick, are you still selling um, chapstick and self care yep. items on Mile yep. Inspiration? Yep, Mile Inspiration. You want to tell people about that? Okay, sure. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big um, jams and jellies person. Love to take baths, and that's another way that I wind down. Baths and audiobooks. <laughs> um, so I did a, <laughs> a few baths, a few limited bath kits on there. Um, a fruitful and a uh, bloom, which is a floral fragrance. So you can go to myinspiration.com and pick it up there. All right. Thank you again. You have a wonderful Thanks. evening and a great holiday. Thank you, Joy, you too. And I look forward to coming back on another time. I really appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, You guys definitely have to check out the movie Jingle Jangle. But also, these are great gifts for the holiday, The Square Root of Possible, uh, the book, which is for four- to eight-year-olds, and Jingle Jangle, The Invention of of Jeronica's Jangle, that's for 8- to 12-year-olds. I'll be giving away some copies of the book, so you want to follow me at Joy Keys on Twitter, uh, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys on Facebook, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. That way you have a possibility of winning one of these books, and you can give it away as a gift, or you can keep it for yourself because, like I said, the illustrations on the square root of possible are awesome really awesome um and uh, you won't be bored and as she was just saying all these little easter eggs in the movie so definitely check the movie and look out for the books you guys have a great evening and i'll see you saturday to some a baby's babbling doesn't mean much but it does especially if there's no babbling at all little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children learn more at autismspeaks.org brought to you by autism speaks and the ad council